This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. I've got Mr. Greg Tucker sitting in front of me, as usual, on a Monday. And he had the best time of any trick-or-treater, I believe. When Halloween comes around, he and Mentriette, they, they, they become the life of the party on Bradeville Pike. And uh, you took your um, tractor and your wagon, and you treated the young ones better than just about anybody can be treated. And you make it special for them. Well, if a hayride in the rain is something special, it's something to remember in any event. Yeah. And uh, I even stopped in the midst of it after a few and said, okay, who wants to continue? And boy, everybody wanted to continue. And it's, it's raining. I can't. I have to stop and wipe my glasses off every once in a while so I can see. But, uh, yeah, we did a hayride in the rain. And then uh, the way we have learned to do the trick-or-treating out there in the country is all the parents, each one of them takes a uh, building or a location on the farm and sets up, you know, so they, the kids all in the family can do... Uh, I believe they had six, seven, they had seven locations wandering uh-huh. around the farm, knocking on the old barn doors and things. So you already prearranged all of those stops? Uh, my son and his Haven. friends had uh, arranged all that. So He should, he should be a, a, a movie producer and director. <laughs> well, it it like seems it. like he can do all those things that amuse people. Yeah, yeah. And how'd you spend Halloween? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yesterday, uh, I ate at uh, Jason and Gidget's place and we, as a bunch of us. And it was uh, one of my grandson's birthday. It was Tyler's. So 27 years old. So we spent time celebrating that pretty much most of the day after church and uh, really had a good time. When I got home last night, I was, I was ready to sit back and, and watch something going on, a ball game or something. Uh, the World Series. Oh, the World Series did not go well for me last night. Yeah. But uh, I can remember back. It'll be other the, days. Back in the fifties and sixties, when the World Series was going on, everybody was focused. Yeah. And uh, even uh, class at Vanderbilt, sitting in a math class. And uh, he had one of those projector screens. And uh, down in the bottom corner, he would write down the score every time there was a change or something. Uh, 
the world is right as long as baseball's playing. <laughs> it really is. And it, it, it was such a uh, wonderful sport, and it's still America's game. Just yeah. absolutely love it. Uh, oh, uh, Thomas Booker's mom and dad, uh, Donna and David, sent me a uh, old, old newspaper clipping of Vince Scully. And back when the Dodgers were big time uh, uh, over in Brooklyn and also over in L.A. I hate to even mention that. But uh, I, I was um, so happy to get that. And there's a lady here who is from Brooklyn, and I was hoping I would see her this morning to give her that. That's a great part of history. Back when, in the old days, when, when you had... Uh, uh, the neighborhood baseball with the Yankees and the Giants and the Dodgers back in those days. Uh, I still miss it. Well, I'm reminded of, uh, I need to give a report on our friend, the uh, Smyrna historian, uh, Marty Luffman, recovering from a very serious car accident. Yeah. Uh, he came to the last meeting of the Rutherford County Historic Society rolled in in his state-of-the-art high-end uh, uh, I guess computer-operated wheelchair and got a round of applause for being there oh wow yeah and that's uh, special he's obviously making very good progress considering the seriousness and uh, he tells me that he uh, looks to be walking in uh, next year uh, sometimes early in the year. Uh, He's doing he some really uh, hard uh, rehabs at work right yeah, now, isn't he? He uh, does his uh, rehab with the uh, therapist, and then uh, in the off time, he's doing it on his own. He seems very committed to getting getting back, and uh, I'm glad that uh, he's making good progress. Nice, Marty, if you're listening, we're still thinking about you. And yes. We answer a lot of questions. People want to know that you're uh, making progress, so keep it up. He's pretty special. Uh, and he is. Uh, he, he was elected without opposition to the uh, Rutherford County Historic Society governing board. So, uh, you know, he's got some work he needs to do next year. So I'm sure that uh, he'll follow through. Uh, which reminds me, the Historic Society has its last... Uh, meeting function this week, mm -hmm. uh, this Friday, the Rutherford County uh, Society has its awards banquet when our outgoing president uh, recognizes those who support uh, the activity of the society. And uh, this year there's a new aspect to it. Our President Walter White will be recognizing members of the community, not necessarily part of the society, and uh, several names that uh, be familiar to us all uh, will be recognized for their efforts and contributions in terms of documenting and preserving our, our local history. Uh, the public is invited. It is a, a dinner meeting. The dinner, I think, is $25. But uh, anyone who wants to just drop in and, and uh, enjoy the, the camaraderie of the society 
It's uh, 6.30 this Friday, that's November 5th, at the Carriage Lane Inn on Burton mm -hmm. Street. And uh, the awards program will begin at 7. And uh, I'm sure there'll be room for those who just want to drop by for the awards program. You know, I'm surprised you didn't uh, take Metriette to the chili uh, the cook -off. lunch cook-off. And, and, uh, and, and, of course, it, there was a uh, very competitive. And a lot of people were there. And... Um, I was. Uh, Did you cook? I, I got to see so many people that I have known over the years, and it was so much fun. Matthew uh, Royal's daughter Elise was there, and I haven't seen her in years. I I guess I miss um, not having that kind of relationship with all the county employees the way I used to, and um, it, it it made me feel. I regretted it a little bit because I had such a great relationship with all of them, and each department was in competition with the other. And I know that um, uh, the property assessor's office, they and Jason was cooking for them. I think they got third place, which is pretty good. And and uh, I don't know how all the others uh, worked out. And if anybody can remember who got first place, second place, I would appreciate well, them calling them because, I mean, the chili was absolutely delicious. Of course, I like the hot stuff, and, I, and, and Jason can make it about as hot as anybody can ever have. That was last Friday. Uh, that was uh, Friday, yeah. Yeah, because we stopped in at one of our favorite Mexican restaurants and met uh, Mayor Ketrin there. And I wondered just how much chili he had eaten before he went to supper at the Mexican restaurant. Well, I, I, he, he was stuffing his mouth when I saw him. Yeah. But uh, uh, Steve Sandlin was on the mic, and he was talking to everybody, and each person would come up there and, and say, howdy-do. And, and really, I think it's one of the more enjoyable ones that I've been to. So is so everybody needs to know they're uh, the people that are working for you. They're working for the county government. Were very busy that day. <laughs> well, good. It's good to know that our county government can make pretty good chili. Yeah, yeah, that's big time. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, I came across something kind of a sad note, but it was interesting, given circumstances uh, right now. An article in uh, 1936, the headline says, Lockjaw is fatal to Alonzo Hennard. Alonzo Hennard was a 14-year-old boy up in uh, Walter Hill. And, uh, you know, you remember Lockjaw? Yeah. Lockjaw is, uh, today, we call it tetanus. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was interesting that uh, this child... Uh, I found, I just stumbled on the uh, obituary, but it says his death was caused by lockjaw, which resulted from his stepping on a thorn several days ago. Uh, the thorn while walking near his home. And apparently within two weeks after that, uh, he succumbed to it. It's called lockjaw, and uh, for those you know, of us in our generation, it was 
not an issue, particularly because uh, we were all vaccinated yeah. early on. In fact, they still do tetanus vaccination and recommend about once every two, 10 years uh, because the uh, immunity fades over time. Yeah. Uh, but the bacteria, it's a bacterial infection. The bacteria that cause it are present everywhere in the dirt. Mm -hmm. uh, particularly in animal waste, uh, like you encounter on a farm. Uh, easily taken care of, though, if a, well, it can only be contracted through a cut or a scrape, open skin. Yeah. Uh, unlike the worries we have about things that transmitted between, you cannot catch tetanus from someone who has tetanus unless there's an open wound that the, and bacteria gets into, and even then, if it's a type wound that can be easily cleaned, uh, you can easily, we know now, uh, avoid an infection by using a disinfectant mm -hmm. early on after the injury. So we talk about deep puncture wounds where it's hard to clean clean yeah. the wound. Um, but uh, we always worried about if uh, uh, we were cut by something on a fence or, or, or it's rusty or something. Yeah, like the that. old rusty nail. Well, yeah, yeah. That, the deep penetration. But like I say, apparently the bacteria is present uh, just about everywhere because yeah. uh, it's in the soil, uh, but easy to treat. And the vaccine is, has proven very, very effective, uh, at least for a period of period of time. It's called lock, It was called lockjaw, though, because the symptoms... Uh, it's a uh, the bacteria produces a toxin which affects the muscles mm -hmm. and uh, causes muscle spasms does that all over the body but one of the first areas susceptible are the muscles in the neck and the face so early symptoms usually the spasms would begin to show there and uh, hence the term lockjaw but it clearly goes to all the muscles in the body yeah. and uh, untreated if there is an infection about 30% of the time it uh, results in death now I had an uncle that had as a child been through it and survived but uh, you got about one in three chances of not surviving if uh, if you have lockjaw but I, I note it because it's something we don't worry about now I think all children, uh, before they go to school, get a tetanus inject, uh, vaccination. And uh, I know as I have grown up, there have been a couple of times where a doctor would recommend, well, it's about time you get another vaccination for that. It depends on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, most of us work in environments where we're not going to get a nail puncture, a rusty nail puncture. But uh, in... Uh, Rutherford County back in the 30s, uh, it was not uncommon to see uh, a lockjaw uh, report. Well, we all, back in the old days, we walked around barefooted just about oh, yeah. everywhere we went, unless there was rocks all over the place. And so many of us were being raised on farms where there were farm animals, mm -hmm. and uh, the likelihood of exposure was, was bigger, greater then. I wonder, back in those days, we were around so much of that all the time and grew up with it. Uh, is there such a thing as 
becoming immune to those things that we're well, subjected to. As we've seen with the COVID today, there are people who have a resistance and people who are susceptible, more susceptible. Yeah. Apparently that was the case back then. And maybe even uh, mild exposure would produce an immunity um, outside my area of expertise. But uh, uh, clearly uh, today you don't hear people worrying and talking about lockjaw. It's yeah. just something that uh, we relate to a different generation. I've never seen a disease that became uh, kind of like a war between those that are um, maybe immune to that particular disease and and uh, then those that who have medical problems uh, they don't they don't want to be around each other because uh, it, it, it set a uh, it, it set a negative type uh, feeling between people or whatever. I don't ever remember a disease causing a mu as much problem in the social world in our country. I, I, I don't ever remember anything coming close to that because those who have a belief in one thing and then others combat that particular belief and it goes all the way from the young people all the way up to the older people and uh, uh, it's, it's causing some politicians to get involved and either uh, have an open relation in in our in our public uh, places or others that they just want to co completely cut off that particular type of a relationship well it's unfortunate when anything involving health and security becomes a political partisan yeah. thing and you know we lose all of us are losers when something like that happens yeah but. it's really hurt our uh, economy yeah and uh, a lot of people have uh, uh, refused to work and others are are full speed ahead to work i know our uh, truck industry is really taking a beating right now yeah well i'll have to acknowledge that it's november one and it sure felt like it this morning uh the weather, autumn. Oh, I thought it was beautiful this yeah, morning. It was beautiful and felt like... I started to wear my shorts and yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> Believe me, folks, he is not wearing shorts and t-shirts this morning. He hey, is... did you see my, did you see my pants? What does it say? What does it say? It says, uh, this leg is... Uh, You're not going to even tell, are you? <laughs> I can't read it from here. It's the Truman orange. Show. The Truman. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lady, I feel special today. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got pants that now promote his, <laughs> his radio awful? show. Yes. <laughs> I noticed it was orange, so I was assuming that it had yeah, some it, it, it university affiliation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. November, we talked last week about the, the, the I think, six battles before Murfreesboro became... Murfreesboro in the county seat. Yeah. Uh, November is the 210-year anniversary of the name Murfreesboro, first being coined and appearing anywhere. 
Uh, it appears in the Senate, the state Senate journals, where uh, the appointment of the commissioners who were then to go and select a site for a new county seat in Rutherford County and uh, said kind of after the fact, uh, when you finally decide where you're going to put this new town, you're going to call it Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the Senate journals from November uh, 1811, you'll find the first use of the name, the first uh, record of the name Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. And uh, interesting that uh, most towns, companies, whatever, celebrate their founders, those who were responsible for starting the community or, or whatever. And uh, Murfreesboro doesn't do that. And in fact, I have talked to the city council about, you know, there should be somewhere at least a plaque identifying by name and maybe background the four men appointed by the state legislature who actually founded Murfreesboro. Now, you know, defined founded, what does that mean? Well, they selected the site, they surveyed the site, they divided the site up into lots and streets, mm -hmm. they sold the lots through public auction, mm -hmm. they used the money so generated to build the courthouse, to build the jail, the stocks and other things required, and they governed the new town as it was being built for several years uh, before the state legislature at the request of the new population in the area uh, dismissed them. How did they them. govern the town? Huh? How did they govern the town? <laughs> by, by absolute authority. They had been given the authority to control the money, which was the big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, they were taking in quite a bit of money and spending a lot of money. And uh, the new residents who were just barely there, had no say whatsoever. Uh, it was controlled by these four four men. Who were they? I have uh, teased the city council in the past to see if any one of our city council members could name any one of the four. Well, some of them, the city councilmen, were probably helping govern back then. Helping govern back then? Yeah. <laughs> They didn't look quite that old. Well, some of them have been there a pretty good while. Yeah, but what the uh, state legislature did, it appointed seven uh, major landowners and apparently made a little bit of effort to represent the different parts of the county. Mm -hmm. uh, and as we know, the first thing they, well, they were appointed in November. They attempted to appoint them in October and had to back up and start over. They were appointed in November. They did nothing until January and they had to post bond. Uh, and the bond back then was $2,000 each. That's a lot of money. $2,000 was a whole lot of money. So yeah. you can see these fellows had to have a pretty good line of credit yeah. to put up their bond. And then they uh, spent the next couple of months trying to decide where to put the new town. It was decided finally by a majority vote of four out of the seven. And then the three who lost the vote, who had favored a, a location over on the East Fork, mm -hmm. quit, walked away, uh, essentially said we're not going to be in any further way responsible for 
development of that town. Yeah, so it left us. Love and went home. Yeah, it left uh, four. They were by name, and the first name is the only one that I can document somewhere on the square. Hugh Robinson. He was a surveyor, and he did the survey. He may have been responsible for the error uh, of about 20 acres, but he did the survey. And the inner circle of the parking around the courthouse is named by Act of the Commission the Robinson Circle. And uh, Were they the, writing tickets back in? Uh, yeah, I think he laid it out so you get a maximum return on the yeah. ticketing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not sure who put up the parking meters, and I'm not sure who took them down. Uh, the system has changed over time. But Hugh Robinson was a surveyor. Uh, there was a farmer from over on the Stewart's Creek area named Owen Edwards. Uh, there was a land dealer speculator named Hans Hamilton. He's an interesting fellow, not related in any way to Alexander Hamilton. Uh, Hans uh, came into a very large property holding in Rutherford County, not by North Carolina grant, mm -hmm. but by uh, inheritance. Hans was a young man who was not a revolutionary veteran, but his father was, and his father was what today we would call the Surgeon General for the uh, Continental Army. And uh, I'm not sure what his rank was, but it would have been rather senior. And he's the one who, the father is the one who got the grant. And then hence followed in his father and came into the area. And at one time had about 5,000, 6,000 acres of Rutherford County that he controlled. Uh, and then the fourth one was John Thompson, who was a colonel in the Tennessee militia, which, uh, whether that was a full-time uh, full occupation, I'm not sure. I think he also had a uh, farm, was farming, but uh, colonel in the Tennessee militia mm -hmm. in uh, 1812. We got a caller? No, we got a, a break. Oh, we're going to take a break? Yeah. Well, why not? All right. We'll be right back with you. The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, my name is Patrick Garland, and I love living here at Adams Place. Well, exercise is what keeps me going. Uh, people don't realize that I'm 84. I get along well. I don't require any assistance in walking or doing what I want to do. I love travel, and I'm still traveling. I'm just enjoying life. I have invited several people to come here just to come to Adams Place to visit me and uh, see what it's like. And I love living here at Adams Place. We invite you to come to our antique and estate sale on Thursday, November the 11th, Veterans Day. It'll be all day long from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Then we'll have refreshments and items at really great prices. This is Lisa Halliburton. We invite you to our antique and estate sale coming up Veterans Day, Thursday, November the 11th. Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street, right across from Toots Restaurant. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? 
Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street, across from the tall NHC building. All of the proceeds that we generate from our store goes directly back into the ministry for those programs that Greenhouse has. So we would just encourage people to come out and take a look. The Garden Patch offers competitive prices on name brand clothing, furniture, large appliances, household items, toys, and more. Shopping at the Garden Patch helps Greenhouse Ministries inspire, give hope, and change lives. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Homecoming week at MTSU wrapped up. Despite the rain, everyone had a great time reliving memories with former classmates. Then the afternoon gridiron clash between the Blue Raiders and Southern Mississippi resulted in a final score of MTSU 35, Southern Miss 10. Saturday's weather brought temperatures in the low 50s with rain and a misty fog, but the weather did not dampen the spirit of the 10th annual special kids race at Murfreesboro Medical Clinic, 15K, 10K, and 5K, and one-mile fun run. Dr. Douglas Jerry Collins oversaw the medical tent, and Dr. Reese Rickardson greeted runners with gifts. Around 8.15 Friday night, Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue was dispatched to a duplex at 1916 Medora Court. Crews entered the home and extinguished the fire, checked for damages in the adjacent townhomes. Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue's investigator was called to the scene to determine the cause of the blaze. Medora Court is off Northfield and between North Tennessee Boulevard and Pitts Lane. A bill that would permit partisan school board elections has passed the Tennessee legislature. The bill would leave it up to local authorities to decide whether to make the school board elections partisan. Currently, school board members are elected on a nonpartisan basis. Those who run for office are not allowed to campaign as a member of a political party. Critics of the new bill from both parties say they're opposed to putting children in the middle of partisan politics. Governor Bill Lee confirms Ford and other automakers are growing concerned about the GOP efforts in Tennessee to curtail COVID-19 restrictions. Lee said he's encouraged Ford and other companies that express similar reservations to contact lawmakers directly. Follow us on Twitter at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Where is the best barbecue in town? In 1920, East Main, the best barbecue for miles around. Is in 1920, East Main. You can buy it by the pound, sandwich, platter, or plate. No matter what you choose, it will taste great. You can come with a friend by yourself or with a date. Just lick the pig barbecue. Barbecue pork, beef, or chicken, Brunswick stew, great sides, lunch specials, down home atmosphere, and they cater. Slick pig barbecue, it's the best. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what he accomplished at the cross. 
You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church, located at 1124 Brinkley Ave, right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-60s. North winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, alone near 42. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 44. Premier 6 Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100 or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100 or go seeamovie.com. Premier 6 on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Greg Tucker. And he was talking to me about mules this morning intellectual mules. <laughs> I, I know that mules have a, a, a great place to play as far as our history and, and what they've done for our country. I still can see my uh, Papa Jones out there with a mule in front of him and, and uh, um, plowing uh, fields all over the place. But they also, uh, the mules are a major part of what goes on in the Grand Canyon because that's the safest trip that you can take riding a mule all the way down and many of those come from the state of Tennessee which uh, we're all proud of that but well during there the are a few mules that go way beyond that is that correct I wouldn't what, know. A, what about Bill Tennessee is recognized all over the world I think as the source of uh, working working animals, mules. Yeah. When uh, Russia was involved in Afghanistan and the United States was covertly supporting the Taliban at that time, my how things change. Yeah. Uh, they bought up almost every available mule in Tennessee and uh, were delivering them to the fighting forces in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, but so back they were in drafted, the- right? Yeah, in the, de- the Depression era in Tennessee, by far the majority of the power for farming mm-hmm. was coming from use of the mule. Yeah. And uh, I came across an interesting piece. And what was partly interesting was uh, the headline on it was, A Man Talks to His Mule. And the exp- explanation was, that uh, the progressive farmer, you ever read The Progressive Farmer? No. It was a publication, very popular back 30s, 40s, 50s, on up through the 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a private publication, not the Farm Bureau publication, but a private publication which targeted uh, farmers. Mm-hmm. And they said that every now and then, we, the progressive farmer, publishes something 
so popular that readers ask for it over and over again. One of these little agricultural classics that's always been favored and requested is a piece entitled, quote, A Man Talks to His Mule. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an adult program, so I can read that without any concern. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. It's colorful. Mm -hmm. Over the hill trailed a man behind a mule drawing a plow. This is 1935, 34, mm -hmm. right in the period. Unexpectedly, the plow hit a root. The mule stomped, and the man began to grumble as he fixed the hames. Quote, now the mule's name apparently is Bill. Mm -hmm. So he's talking to Bill and he says, quoting, Bill, you are just a mule, the son of a jackass, and I am a man made in the image of God. Yet here we work, hitched up together year after year. I often wonder if you work for me or I work for you. Verily, I think it is a partnership between a mule and a fool. For surely I work as hard as you, if not harder. Plowing or cultivating, we cover the same distance, but you do it on four legs, and I do it on two. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I do twice as much work as you do. He goes on. Apparently the mule stands quietly at this point. Soon we will be preparing for a corn crop. Now when the crop is harvested, I give one-third to the landowner for being so kind as to let me use a small speck of God's earth. One-third goes to you, and the rest is mine. You consume all of your portion, with the exception of the cobs, while I divide mine among seven children, six hens, two ducks, and a banker. If we both need shoes, you get them. You are getting the best of me, and I ask you, is it fair for a mule, the son of a jackass, to swindle a man, the Lord of creation, out of his substance? Why, you only help to plow and cultivate the ground, and I alone must cut, shock, and husk the corn, while you look over the pasture fence and hee-haw at me. All fall and most of the winter, the whole family from baby up picks cotton to help raise enough money to pay taxes and buy a new set of harness and pay the mortgage on you. And what do you care about the mortgage? Not a thing, you ornery cuss. I even have to do the worrying about the mortgage on your tough, ungrateful hide. About the only time I am your better is on election day, for I can vote and you can't. And after election, I realized that I was fully as big a jackass as your papa. Verily, I am prone to wonder if politics were made for a man or a jackass or to make jackasses of men. And, what, and that ain't all, Bill. When you're dead, that's supposed to, let, to be the end of you. For me, the preachers tell me that when I die, I may go to hell forever. That is, Bill, if I don't do just as they say. And most of what they say keeps me from getting any fun out of life. Tell me, William, considering these things, how can you keep a straight face and still look so dumb and solemn? <laughs> and the well, progressive... You know, I, <laughs> I can relate to all that. <laughs> I suspect the progressive farmer reprinted it every 
harvest season. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they are very bright. People don't realize. I mean, you can talk to a mule, and the mule knows what you're saying. When you're going down the field, uh, uh, gee, haw, either way it's amazing how they're able to relate to you and they they really don't fuss much well i have heard i don't have that much experience with mules uh, but i have heard the horse will literally work himself to death a mule won't a mule when he gets to the point he quits yeah and uh, i've had people tell me you can't when he decides it's quitting time you can't make him continue. You've got to let him rest to do his thing. Uh, There's a lot of mules out in the world today, if that's so. <laughs> maybe, and maybe, yeah. maybe the analogy goes well beyond the animal. Yeah, bless their hearts. Um, Francis, see, we always thought that the mule's name was Francis, because obviously this mule was very bright, and I wonder, was the farmer's name Donald O'Connor by any stretch of the imagination? Donald O'Connor was the uh, actor who portrayed the friend of the mule or the owner of the mule. Francis the Talking Mule. Francis the Talking Mule. And yeah. the one that I remember is uh, when Francis and O'Connor, the character, joined the military, joined the army. Yeah. It was Francis in the, in the army. Uh, and this was before all the animation in the movies. Uh, I don't know how they actually got that actor mule to do what he did. Yeah. But uh, he was very popular with the nine-year-old moviegoer. What was the most favorite thing? What was the thing that all the kids loved doing yesterday uh, on the Halloween trip across your uh, estate? Uh, my granddaughter Cora decided that she wanted to be on both sides of the activity. So she was a trick-or-treater going to the various locations around the farm mm -hmm. that the parents had set up. But then she wanted to set one up herself. And so she took the smokehouse and of course she wanted it with a fire in it. Mm -hmm. So when it was approaching her turn she went last. I lit the fire in the smokehouse. So she went in and got up on the boards where she was kind of above everybody else, gathered them all in there in the smoke, and quizzed each one as to what did you like best about Halloween. Wow. And uh, uh, it was cute. She got about halfway through and said, look, got to go to the bathroom. And she began running out, leaving my son and me in the smoke, and we were tall enough that we were literally in the smoke in the upper part of the of the ham house. And uh, she was gone for a few minutes around the corner and came back and picked up right where she was. And uh, clearly the trick-or-treating was the favorite activity uh, because of the treats and... Uh, and uh, and how my son convinced him that finding an old Kroger receipt or a loose screw uh, in your trick-or-treat bag was fun. Uh, I'm not sure. All right, we got a caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Greg Tucker. Good morning. You all talk
Good morning. How are you doing, Casey? You know, I tell you, I, uh, you all talking about, a, is that an animal with four legs? Yeah. You know, I think we need to go back to that. <laughs> way these people call themselves drivers in this thing called cars and trucks. I think we were more safe and more smarter then. Well, those mules also put out a lot of emissions. What you <laughs> You know what? Had to watch Why step. do man call us that we know we went to school, we always talk about getting smarter. How come this place called I-24, they keep making it larger, more lanes, and they keep getting packer? I'm, I'm asking anybody. Is it smarter to become larger by eating? It's smarter to put more lanes, and it keep getting more jammer. Is that more smarter? Well, of course, we're having a lot more accidents out there, too. I, I, I always go the back road because there's less likely the roads to be uh, stopped uh, while you're trying to clear all the wreckage off of the I-24. I thought we went to school, college, and those other places. I thought they told us, 50 years ago that that's supposed to make us smarter. We went to the moon, but I went to the moon. I didn't see anyone. Why did we go to the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink, y'all. I didn't smoke. I, I feel hey, good today when I look outside. <laughs> but <laughs> y'all feel all right. <laughs> I waste a lot of gas going to, I try to catch a ride back from the moon. <laughs> Casey, you know how to have fun. That's something that seems to be lost in this day and time. It's all about love. Yeah. Because gasoline going up again. I oh, it's really going up. What you talk, but you know what? Somebody told us, we used to call it a story, but now we call it a lie. I thought, you know, everything they told us we were short of, then all of a sudden we, we, we came, we got a lot of it, then we eight, and now... Gasoline prices is going up again. Where are you getting the gas from, Truman? And you guess? Well, I, I'd like to know because our president seems to be thinking that we don't need gas <laughs> to get around. <laughs> oh, oh, let me warn you all. Don't come out of Nashville between 3 and 7 p.m. You're right. It's better to walk. I won't go to Nashville. I am I am thoroughly I'm just so satisfied with being here even though it's still uh uh a nightmare trying to get from one place to the other. Brother Schumann, they told us that interstates were gonna be the best way that was gonna be better for us. Oh yeah. You know didn't they tell us that? That's before we opened the doors for everybody to come in. <laughs> Trick or treat. Y'all have a good yeah. family. You too, Casey. All right, we got another caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Greg Tucker. Hey, Truman, it's Bob Godsey. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Bob? Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, I got to tell you, for the third year in a row, I missed my chance to win a prize for the best Halloween costume. And the reason I missed my chance, because my wife had me doing a honeydew list. Now, I always tell everybody that when I'm not a do-it-yourself man. Whenever she tells me to do something, I never say, honey, do it yourself. But I missed my chance to win a prize for an idea I've had for three years on a Halloween costume. I thought I'd share it with you and the listeners. 
right. I wanted her. I wanted her to wear um, a, a camouflage top, and I was going to wear a camouflage bottom, and we were going to be upper and lower GIs. <laughs> oh me! Anyway, you may have to explain that. I know yeah. I was a Navy man, so I, I don't know if I can justify or getting the right to do that, but I'm going to do it one of these Halloweens. You're a brave man. <laughs> Thank you, Truman. I wish you all the best. Say hi you to too. your guests from the Godsey family. Uh, thank you very much. Bye. Uh, we've got... Uh, well, since I'm already in, I'm already in trouble in this week. Uh, I'll go ahead and share commandments for modern young women. Uh -oh. Again, uh, out of the 30s, and most of it is moralistic, but a couple of them really caught my attention. Uh, thou shalt be broad-minded that thou may stay interesting in this wide and interesting world. Thou shalt know how to prepare a square meal before the consentment for to become some man's wife. That Thou shalt not sense. smoke cigarettes even though you have equal rights. And finally, and this one's the important one, Thou shalt not date thyself with a young man who driveth a Ford and then spurn him for the possessor of a Cadillac. Would you explain the last? Where are you going? <laughs> oh me! Bless his heart. He he has been. Um, he's had his nose to the grindstone for the last few days, and he just escaped on me, guys. So, you you up there in the radio land. Um, you're going to have the radio in just a couple of minutes. So I just wanted to let you know that uh, uh, <laughs> he, he is gone. This has been, this has been one of those uh, last two weeks has been fascinating because there's so many interesting things going on. And we are so blessed to live in a world right here in Rutherford County where w when you hear people like Bob and... and, and uh, uh, all the people who want to share their time and energy and their minds with us that's pretty pretty darn special and we all get along here just Casey calls in uh, three or four times a week and just absolutely love to hear him love to hear his uh, attitude uh, on things that are going on here in this community and uh, in our country and we all need to remember that uh, this country is built upon relationships with each other in this country and we need to learn how to get along with each one of our neighbors and listen to what they have to say and we don't have to agree with it but we do need to be friends and, and respect each one that uh, is uh, in our community and we have a big uh, election coming up this next year and uh, uh, be sure to listen to what each candidate has to say 
and uh, how they're going to react to different things in our community. But I always remember that the most important elections that go on in our country are right here in our local community. And we have a closer relationship with them. Uh, we have a, uh, their backgrounds are known by most of us, but uh, it's, it's our uh, responsibility to take time and find out what each individual, the platform they're running on, and um, uh, a lot of their background to see if they're going to serve our community uh, that is growing so fast right now. So it takes people who are willing to spend the time as far as um, uh, doing the, the research on all things that are brought before them. We're talking about from mayors, councilmen, uh, uh, people in the uh, uh, county community, uh, it, it's important that we put the right people in the right places and um, just just do the, your diligent research as far as um, voters. I've, I, I've seen things change over the years and sometimes things do not go according to what they should be going to and um, that's not just the fault of the person who is an elected person. That's also the fault of us voters when we put someone in office that really shouldn't be there. So just want to say I've enjoyed you again, and we will see you in the morning at 9 o'clock, and I always enjoy being with you. And if you have things that you want to share with everybody, just give us a call. And we'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.